Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 11, we were talking about training our children to be obedient the first time we tell them to do something. Let's continue with that subject today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. I remember reading the true story of a missionary in one of the fields, foreign fields, and his son was, all oh, about four or five years old, was sitting on a tree swing. And as he saw his son, he looked at his little boy and he said, Now, Sonny, let's just say his name is Johnny as well. He said, Johnny, I want you to real slowly get off your swing. Just get off real slowly. And Johnny got off real slowly. And he says, okay, now, Johnny, start walking toward me. And Johnny started walking towards him. Then he said, Johnny, run to me now. And then Johnny ran to him. When he picked Johnny up, he showed him a big bow constrictor that was on the limb above Johnny. Now, if Johnny had said in his swing there and said, well, why? Well, Daddy, I don't want to do that right now. Well, Daddy's not raising his voice. Daddy has a reason he's not raising his voice, arguing, making sudden movements. But if Johnny gets mad and starts stomping his feet and starts to swing himself out of the swing, he's going to be the snake's dinner. And you see, having taught that little boy to obey the first time was very important. Now, as important it is for our children to obey us when we, as soon as we tell them to do something, it is doubly important that we obey when God calls us. When we know God's will, when we know a command of God, when we know a direction of God, then our response should always be immediate. Now, the call that Abraham is given here, the command that our Father God gives him, is a great major change in his life. And it shows the substance, then, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Abraham is called out from the company of sin, even when that company is his own family, his own relatives. Now, my friend, when you got saved, God had some commands and and some calls on your life. One of the commands is immediately after your salvation, you need to get baptized, baptized by immersion, dipped under the water. But then also to be a part of a local church and to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, to observe all that he's commanded. 
And so those were part of the things, but we're also called to come out from among them, to come out from the world. We're not to emulate, that is, fashion ourselves, emulate ourselves uh, according to the former lust. In other words, we're not to try to now take our religion and make it sound like the world and look like the world, only put Jesus' words to it or religious words to it. No, we're to come out from that. We're called out. And this is a major change for us as well. Oh, Abraham, he's called out from the company of sin, even his family. God promises wherever he leads, he'll give it for an inheritance. So Abram resigns his will and way for the will and for the wisdom of God. Now, sometimes I feel like I ought to prepare a sermon about families who changed their standards downward when their children became teenagers and the effect it had on their children when they turned 30s. See, Abraham, he didn't have children. But he went out as he was told of God. And Abraham did not compromise the standards that God gave him, the doctrines that God gave him, the promises God gave him for his family. That's why he sent out Ishmael, because God said, send him out. That's why he was ready to offer Isaac. We'll see more about that a little bit later. But these things that... Abraham did, he did in direct obedience because God, his will, his word is even more important than your family. And because Abraham had that view, it turned out to be best for his family. If you put your family before God, that will end up being worse for your family. Always put God before family. Never, never, never compromise the principles, the doctrines, the teaching of God's word for family. Now, Abraham needs not to know the details of the way, only the person of the guide. We're told plainly, not knowing whither he went. He just went because God said, all right. You go, and you're going this direction. Now, I've got to admit, I probably would have been asking, well, Lord, what kind of a country is it? If where he leads me, I will follow is true in my life, and it's not only a song that we sing and that means nothing, but it's really something in our heart then it's not really important where he leads me. I believe the most important word in verse 8 is the word obeyed. Obeyed. We cannot have true worship or living faith if we're unwilling to obey. Even when we cannot see the end of the matter, We cannot fully understand why we obey. Remember Job? 
He didn't understand why all these things happened to him. But he did obey. We've read of missionaries whose names are, you might say, household names among missions. But many of them went and lost their wives, their children to death, to disease, to to famine and other things. But works got planted and established. And they hurt like any of us would hurt when their wife would die, when their children would die. But now we're speaking of the works that were established because these men remain true to the word. You see, my friend, that is when God is first. Now that takes verse 9. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Now, what did his family think as they were confined to live in tabernacles? That is, in tents. That's what it means. They didn't know their dad's plan. They didn't know his stated goals. And frankly, Abram, their dad, didn't know either, you know. But they dwelt in tabernacles. They dwelt in tents. Now, that might feel good if you're a kid and you say, man, I... I got better than my own room. I got my own tent. I I live in my own place. But nonetheless, that's the way it was. When one moves to another culture, climate, customs, and an accent or language, it's hard to stay. There's an inherent homesickness. He sojourned means he dwelt as a stranger. Now, some people say, I feel called of God to Japan because I love the Japanese. And that is good, but the Japanese will have a different culture, climate, customs, and other things. And whereas at first, you have a heart for it. After a while, you may get exasperated. You don't go because you love those people not because you love them particularly more so than other people. You go because you're called of God and you love God. And when you go because you're called of God and you love God, then he will give you a love for those people that's greater than the original love you had for them. Now, by faith, Abraham stayed. Now, this is speaking then of a faith that endures. Now, we read of failures of most of the people in this chapter in other parts of the Bible. God shows us that these are normal people who somewhere along the line simply took God at his word, which shows us that we too can please him by faith. Now, There is a strange doctrine that's going out there today. People look at Abraham, they look at David, and they look at other men that are placed in this hall of faith. And they talk about what terrible parents they were. And boy, they run them down, say all matter of evil against them, and blame everything the ones after them did because of their sin. As if it's the 
modern-day humanistic psychology that says, it's my parents' fault, nothing's my fault. As if anything David, Abraham, or any of these other heroes of the faith, Noah, and on down, they, they put all the sins of their sons on their father because they would have never done those things that their fathers had not failed in their life. Well, folks, that takes responsibility for our own sin from us. Now, God looked at these men and thought so much of them, he put them in the hall of faith. That ought to tell us something. You know, there is such a thing as called as higher critics. And they speak of, you need to learn to think with a critical mind. But my friend, don't think of it with a critical mind of the word of God. The word of God is absolute truth. There is no error in it all. God never, ever made a mistake in any of his judgments, in any of his decisions. They were always altogether righteous. So, really, critical thinking should really be applied to men, not to God, not to his word, and not to those that God has honored in his word. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying... May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible.